Hello, and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I am your host, Mark Ruthop. Joined, as always, is my co- with my co-host, DeAndre Henderson. What it do, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's get it going. So, I was out of town this weekend. Didn't get to watch a lot of football, really at all. I was kind. Of, I was keeping up with um, college. Saw that Quinn Ewers went down again. Malik Murphy's in redshirt freshman, seventh in the country. Feeling okay, not great, but feeling okay. They get BYU this week. Hopefully, Quinn isn't out too long. Um, didn't get to watch a lot of football on Sunday either. The game that I did get to see was a Thursday night game, and we were literally just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Even though I was on the right side of that game, I did take the Jaguars. You took the Saints. The Jaguars deserved to lose that game. And I guess, before we even get into the play, what do you think about like the analytics of the game? And not even football Analytics now goes into baseball. It goes into uh, basketball. Baseball is the worst with it because they have a stat for, like, if you're right-handed and you take one step out with your right foot, you instead you take a step out with your left foot. Mm-hmm. Your batting average is this when you do that. It's so dumb. Me, I hate the analytics. I, like, I get why it's important, but at the same time, it's like, the dude can fucking play. He can play. I don't need to know the smallest analytic over here as to why the dude's good. How's he hitting? Is he hitting them? Is he getting on base? Does he, get, does he hit it out the park? Does he play defense? Is he quick? I'm good. That's the only analytics I need. Mm-hmm. And when you're the Jaguars and you have a seven-point lead, and the reason I was so upset about it is because I had the under. And if they would have punted, I probably would have gotten the under. They have the ball on the 45-yard line. So, like, right inside the 50. It's like midfield. Midfield. Fourth and one up up by seven. The Saints have no more timeouts. So what do you do? You go for it, and you don't get it. And the Saints haven't been moving the ball all game. Make them drive a long field. What analytic tells you that that was a good idea? That's what I want. That's what I'm asking you right now. Analytics are changing the game in positive ways, Mark. And I'm going to just tell you that right now. But, but, but. It is also ruining the game. It's also ruining coaching. Let's look at, look at like Justin Herbert. If his coach wasn't so analytical, quote-unquote, maybe Justin Herbert might have a winning record like against right. really good teams. You know yeah. what I mean? Brandon yeah. Staley kills me going for it on fourth down at the twenty at your 21-yard line. Right. That analytics say, that's a smart play. No. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's so dumb. When it comes to fourth the down The Saints decisions. were doing that all game. Yeah. At the beginning of the game, they were going for it on fourth and short from midfield. You're only down by one score. You have one of the better defenses in the league. Don't give this offense a short field. I don't care what the analytics say. That's fucking stupid. For a fourth quarter... Uh, fourth down decisions to go for it. The only area I suggest going for it on fourth down is the red zone. 
Right. That's the Thank only you. scenario where I see you saying, we got four plays here, gentlemen. Let's rock. Other than that, Mark, honestly, my thing is this. It's a gut feeling. It's a feeling. If your offense is flowing, their offense is not, I quite frankly would maybe go for it if you're feeling it in that moment. But in that scenario that you described, you have a seven-point lead. We're in the fourth quarter. The Saints ain't drove the ball all single game. Wait, I all. think it was like four minutes left and also. I, it doesn't make any sense. You punt the ball. You pin them deep. You make Derek Carr go 81, 82 yards. And maybe the game, you put the game away a little bit earlier than when they did. Right. So I 100% agree. Uh, the Jaguars deserve to lose. They just didn't. It was... It was so frustrating. I mean, like, it ended up being a higher-scoring game anyway. Yeah. But it's just, like, you see so many instances like that where, like, why? And another one that cost them, in my opinion, the game ultimately was when the Bengals did it in the Super Bowl against the Rams. It was, like, their first drive of the game, and they went for it at midfield, didn't get it, and then the Rams scored. We all know what happened. They won. That's a, I mean, it was a close me, that's game. different. To me, that's a little different. Let me let me just explain why. Because that was the Bengals' first time, if I remember correctly, in the Super Bowl. No. Well, it's been a minute since they've been back. It has been. They've been to the Super Bowl, I think, two other times. They lost to the 49ers both times. Correct. So, here's my thing. Zach Taylor was maybe trying to send a message. Joe, at that time, you cannot tell me that that, that high-flying Joe Burrow-led offense with the, with, at the helm – wasn't I would have went for it too? Not that I early. Feel it. Not that early in the game. I feel you, it. You, there's no momentum on either side, and you are instantly giving the Rams just it goes from 50 50 momentum right down the middle at the beginning of the Super Bowl. No score, you pin them deep. I don't care because, like I said, they don't get it. Momentum swings 150% the other way. And the Bengals played well until the very end. You wipe that touchdown off the board, the Bengals win that Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's like, sure, yeah, like things don't happen off one play. I'm a big proponent for that. But also, you have to point at big plays that don't need to happen as well. So that's that's my only point to that. But... um yeah, that's really the only game, I, of course, I watched and kept up and because of fantasy more than anything. But um, moving on a little bit to the Knights, 7-0. and <laughs> First defending champion ever in the history of the NHL. They already broke the record by going 6-0. No other defending champion had ever done that before. Don't mean a thing without the ring, baby. It doesn't. Don't it doesn't. But hey, to start seven and zero, we look pretty damn dominant. Right we, now. I think, at the beginning of the year, the Knights were maybe like fifth or sixth favorites to win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. and already seven games in, they're back to being the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. I feel like the favorites to win the Stanley Cup should be the defending champs at the beginning of the year, should they not? Yes and no. I mean, like there are other teams that, on paper at least look better, I guess. Like, they're shinier, they're better. Like, the Oilers, you have um, Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl. Like, you can have two guys like that. They're going to be, you know, they were already being picked to win the Pacific again, even though 
we beat them and they didn't do anything and we kept the same team. But uh, no, I mean, the Knights have always been disrespected. I think outside of their first year, they have been disrespected every year since. That's fine. Let them, let them go ahead and say hey, that let, let the ring speak for Thank itself. Let the you. ring speak for itself. Them, hey, and they're coming for two. We're coming for another one. Coming so for two. Know. But it's great. It's been really fun to watch so far. I haven't got to go to a game. I'm sure I don't no, know. I don't think. I haven't made it out to one yet. But I'm very 100% confident we're going to get out there. I'm probably not going to get out there until they actually drop a game because I don't want to be responsible for it. I don't right. feel like... <laughs> you, know, you don't want to be the sole yeah, reason. I'm not trying to be that In an arena me. full of 15,000 nah. people, it would be just your me. fault. That's fair. It's me. I understand because I feel like that too. <laughs> yeah. um, 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 talking about that, the World Series is right down the, right down the road. The Rangers and the Diamondbacks... My original pick before the playoffs even started was the Rangers and the Brewers, so I'm halfway there. I think I picked the Rangers. I I liked the Brewers a little bit over the Rangers just because of their pitching, but man, like the Rangers are a unit. The Diamondbacks are fun. Don't get me wrong. You go into Philly, you down 3-2, you win two games. That's awesome. In Philly. In Philly. It's great. Like The Diamondbacks are a great story. I'm just happy... At this point, for whoever wins. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like that a lot because usually, like, the Astros are in it, the Dodgers are in it, teams I don't like. This time, legitimately, I'm just going to watch it, enjoy Enjoy it, and be happy for whoever wins. I lean a little bit towards the Rangers because Jordan Montgomery loved him when he was on the Yankees. He's been lights out in the postseason. So I lean a little bit to the Rangers. But either way, I'm happy. That's my official pick. I'm taking the Rangers to win the World Series. I love it. I'll take them it. in six. I like the D-backs in seven. Okay. I like to see the I like to see the story continue. It's been great. It's been awesome. A lot of young dudes. Corbin Carroll is a bona fide I have superstar. That dude is really good. Superstar. <laughs> really good. But um, yeah. After this World Series is when I'll do my Yankees obituary because I don't want to take away from every other team. I'm calling out that day. I can't <laughs> wait for it. Um, NBA just started. Yes, 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 yes. We are back with another loaded NBA season. And what I love about the NBA is that it's just full of drama. That's my favorite sport. Now you guys are going to start seeing where my strong suits are really coming into play. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, the hoops is my number one love. Y'all know I love my hoops. Uh, we've got the lo- reloaded Lakers ready to make another push. Yeah, baby. The, more, the reloaded Lakers. The more Stop I watch, it. The more I watch a 38-year-old dominate these young kids in his 21st NBA season, The dude is impressive. Okay, here's one thing I will say. I guarantee that you do know more about me than the NBA. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the Lakers, I'm not going to listen to a single word you say. Because I know you're a LeBron sexual. And I know all of you weirdos, can't. he can do nothing wrong. Even though he's lost his last, like, seven openers, the Lakers suck, dude. They're not good. What did they do to improve from last year? That's okay. He only got older. Yeah. AD only got... He can't even stay healthy. Mm-hmm. 
and he got older, mm -hmm. what else did they do to sit here and be like, man, the Lakers got so much better than they did last year? If if I'm watching a team that got swept by the Nuggets last year in the, in the playoffs, right? Lost the Nuggets again yesterday. Lost the Nuggets again yesterday. I look at that team that lost last year as opposed to what I saw last night. And quite frankly, I'm sorry, they got better. They've gotten more shooting. They finally got a point guard. They finally have a backup point guard. And now Austin Reeves can do his thing. LeBron can do his thing. AD can do his thing. AD can get a rest because they have springy big men coming off the bench. So, so you're telling me when LeBron ultimately only plays half a season, yes, you just can't stay healthy. It is, you just can't. It, at this right. age, you know, that's not even a knock on him. They, just built, they have built healthy. the team to be just fine if LeBron needs to take nights off. That is what I'm telling you. Okay, but this wasn't they, supposed to turn into a LeBron look, fiasco. Are they gonna be no, 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 fine? No, 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 no. Are they gonna be fine if he misses like one or two months in the season? I'm just asking. No, we're not turning this into that. No. If he they misses time, are they gonna be okay? The Lakers are gonna be a five six seed this year. Okay. That's that's I just disagree. my prediction. That's fine. Whatever. That's I'm fine. just ready to talk about every other NBA freaking team. I'm ready to see the Bucks in action. I'm ready to see Giannis and Dane put in work. I'm ready to see Victor Wembenyama, the young rookie from the Spurs. That kid, holy smokes, man. I, <laughs> I don't have the vocabulary to speak on him because he is such a unicorn in the, like, the way he plays. And the, he's seven a foot seven three. foot six point guard. He's essential. He's seven three. Don't put no, I think he's like no, seven no, six. No, 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 no. I'm going to look that up right now. I think he's way taller than 7'3". Okay. So, but anyway, moving on. I, I'm looking forward to a really solid NBA season. We got the Suns as well. They have that loaded trio with Booker, Beal, and Durant. It's just going to be an awesome series. And you always can't forget about the Warriors and the Kings. Oh, the Nuggets, of course. He's 7'4". Oh, okay. Excuse me. Yeah, you're excused. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, just looking forward to a really good NBA season, and we're gonna get we're gonna get into um, some picks to help you guys out with the NBA as well. I'm okay. sure to keep you guys. Okay, ready. cool. Gun to your head, who is your NBA Finals right now? Right now, I right can't now. see anybody beating the Nuggets in okay. the West. And from the East, I'm gonna just go off on the limb and say the Bucks. Giannis finally got what he needed in a closer in Damian Lillard. He's a closer. He's a shooter. Giannis won't have to go to the free throw line late in the game because Dame's going to be closing the game out. Giannis can just do what he does and affect the game in other ways. So just, you know, gun to my head right now. I'm just going to take the Nuggets and the Bucks. probably the two safest pick. Watch out for Boston this year. Boston's going to be freaking explosive with mm -hmm. Porzingis in, that, in the mix now. That guy stays healthy. Good luck. I'm going to take the Suns and the Celtics. Ooh, I love that. That's love my it. pick right now. Suns ain't got no depth after that. After their no, trio, they don't. No, they, they don't. That, but, we've always seen that doesn't work. But I like the Suns. I'm a Suns fan. They're still a good team. I do agree. Outside of that top three, it, it gets pretty sad. But Very dim. Yeah, very, it does. Very, very bleak. Do I think it's going to happen? My smart mind would say the Nuggets – and Bucks as well, but I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna take a real. I'm gonna go out on a real limb and say the Suns and the Bucks. But moving on to football. Football, babe. College picks, as always. 
Uh, first off, I am going to take Kansas plus 10 uh, against Oklahoma. Last week I was 0-1-1. I should have gotten the under on the Oregon game, but late touchdowns got me there. Um, that's Yeah, that was an unfortunate one to take. Uh, and then I don't even remember. Oh, I had USC. I had USC minus 7. Dre had Utah plus 7. And he also had... I believe it He had Michigan minus 24 and a half. And that was about the easiest cover of the year. Um, so Dre was 2-0. and I was 0-1-1. Bringing our records to... Uh, I'm 7-3-2. and Dre is back over 500 at 6-5-1. and couple um, undefeated weeks will do that. couple undefeated. Yeah, he's 4-0 in the last two weeks. Um, but yeah, so my first pick is Oklahoma versus Kansas. Kansas plus 10. Um, it's just one of those lines that, you know, I've been going line hunting in college in particular these last few weeks, and it's worked out every single time so far. Um, I Just Oklahoma, the way that they've been playing lately, the sixth team in the country, in a, it, Kansas hasn't been the best team this year. So asking them to only lay 10 points seems a little fishy to me. So I do like Kansas at the plus 10. Kansas has looked really like explosive on offense in yeah. a couple of their games. So I really like that pick. Um, I am going to take the Utah Utes again. I'm going to rock them again at home, getting, what is it, seven points? Six and a half. So, yeah, six and a half points. I like the Utah Utes. I love their energy on defense. They play with, the, they play with you know, with great – they're greatly coached. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're well coached on defense, and they just play with an explosiveness, man. I like it. Yeah. Um, not going to be the same situation when they – you know what I mean? Like last week, I do see them in a bit more – got to score a little bit more points because Bo Nix and the boys, they're just – they're a unit on they're, offense. I they're love them. gelling. They're gelling right now. But um, – I just think Utah at home, uh, I love it. I love the Utes. I'm staying away from any Utah game the rest of the year <laughs> because, like, at some point, Cam Rising not playing has to come into effect, but it hasn't yet. And I, and I know the one time it does, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to back Utah. They're going to lose by 28 points because the quarterback play wasn't there. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet, so it just might not, and we're really far into the college year. Um, my second pick, I'm going to take Washington State, minus six versus ASU. Um, it was only a couple weeks ago where I picked against Washington State. Uh, they were the 13th ranked team in the country, and they have not had an easy schedule since they had to play UCLA. They're unranked now. They've lost like three games in a row. But ASU is one and six. They're not a good team. I think this is a perfect get-right spot for Washington State. Everyone's forgot about them. Everyone is down on them. But they're also forgetting that they were ranked for a reason, and I think that they can cover this six. Yeah, I like it. Very, very good analysis, Michael. Thank you. Um, my second pick, I'm going to do something I don't like. Um, I like it. I'm just going to tell you right off the bat. I'm going to take the Florida Gators plus 14 and a half 
against the Georgia Bulldogs. Look, right. look, Georgia, they're not the same team they were last year. They haven't played a lot of strong teams just period this year. And like you said before we even started, Brock Bowers being out has been Beck, I think his name is, it's been his safety blanket all year. And now we have receiver. Yeah. And I mean their offense hasn't been the greatest. I mean, they put up big points against bad teams, but Auburn hung in the game with them. Florida can absolutely cover 14 and a half. And shit, I wouldn't mind taking them on the money lines, throwing a little sprinkle on them. A little, a little, uh, a little kiss. Yeah, just a little <laughs> kiss of that plus 14 and a half. Because like you said, I think Brock Bowers being out That's huge. is massive for them. Because Brock Bowers is going to be the number one tight end taken off the board 100%. in next year's draft. The yeah. kid is an absolute beast. Right. Um, and like I said, he leads the team in receiving yards. And I don't know if about touchdowns, but he has five touchdowns on the year. Brock Bowers has been smash. Yeah. Smash spot. Right. And I see a Georgia struggle game. I don't see – I can see a scenario where Florida wins the game outright in the swamp. That's a tough place to play any football game. Yep. So, you know, the writing's on the wall for me here. That 14 point, 14 and a half points, that's three possessions, dude. Yep. I don't I'll hate take it. it. I don't hate it. I'll take it. All right. So, there are the college picks for the week. Once again, I like Kansas plus 10 and Washington State minus 6. Dre is taking Utah plus 6.5 and, and Florida plus 14.5. So, moving on to the NFL. Mm. Thursday night football, the Bucks at the Bills. The Bills minus 8.5. The over-under is 42.5. Juiced. To the over at minus 115. Mark. Yes. I'm going to need you to give me the Buccaneers, please. Okay. Okay. Eight and a half points to a, a kind of reeling Buffalo team. IDK, man. That is a – that's tough. That's tough. And Buccaneers defense, like I said a couple weeks ago, <sighs> they're serviceable. They have good pieces on defense. It and if Baker not. can just keep them in the game with his sorry ass. Oh, just keep him in, Baker. I don't know what to do here. Because I feel like I should keep riding Baker. But, I, and like, the Bills have given me no reason to think that they're ready to cover eight and a half points against anyone right now. They couldn't do it against freaking New England. But, I don't know. I Baker's... Baker's shininess is starting to wear off a little bit for me. Um, I'm reluctantly, I was going to take the Bills, but just like, again, I, they just have not been playing good football lately. They should have lost against the Giants. They lost to the Jaguars. They lost to the Patriots. I, yeah, there's just no scenario where I want to lay over a touchdown with the Bills right now. That's that's Especially a on a short week. That's a two-possession game. So, yeah. That's so, hard. Bucks for myself and Dre plus eight and a half. The Thursday night games are so goofy sometimes. Like, last they, week, we yeah. really thought the Saints defense was going to be the factor in New Orleans. And look what Trevor Lawrence did. They found every way to try to lose that game. Yeah. They really did. They did turn it on, though, in the second half. Yeah. And, and that's, that is why they were able to, to pull it back to a tie. But... 
I mean, yeah, like you said, Thursday night games, you just don't really know. And also, you can't really blame the Saints' defense because, again, they kept going for it on fourth and short from midfield. So you were giving the Saints a short field to work with multiple, multiple times during that game. So I can't fully blame the Saints there. Um, Moving on to the Falcons. At the Titans, the Titans are home dogs plus two and a half. The over-under is 35 and a half. I, and the crazy thing is, at plus two and a half, you're getting even money on the Titans. So the Falcons are minus 122 as road favorites. I don't understand this line at all. I don't understand the team you're talking about, this Atlanta Falcon team. (laughs) I don't know what the hell is going on. Every time I bet, I bet on them, they lose. But when I go against them, they win. Isn't I don't get it? it. I don't get it. But the line is telling me take Tennessee. The line is telling you, at least the book line is telling you to take Atlanta. But are we ready to lay points on the road with the Falcons? I'm not. I'm taking, I'm taking the Titans. Okay. All right. Fine. I'm going to take... Because you know what's been ready to happen. They're going to go out. They're going to go out to Tennessee. They're going to lay an egg. Desmond Ritter is going to have a bad game. Mike Grable plays good as an underdog. He's going to say, "Hey Dre, hey, hey, your little, little punk ass podcast that you do on every every week." I shit on that. And I, I just it. and I just traded for Bijan Robinson in fantasy. So I know that again, he's it's like you said, he's going to have a bad game because now he's on my team. So yeah, I, I just. I can't lay I can't lay points with the Falcons yet. I just can't do it. Doesn't feel right. I'm taking Atlanta because those are my boys, and I'm gonna keep riding. But every time I make a logical decision, they burn me. They do. So they're like, "Hey, stay loyal stay to your loyal fucking to boys." So from now on, whatever we're gonna do, we're just gonna ride with. That's fair. Atlanta. So Atlanta for Dre, the Titans for me. Moving on to the Texans at the Panthers. The Panthers are plus three at home. Juiced to minus 115. The over-under is 43.5. This is going to be a blind pick for me. The Panthers are a bad team. Uh, the Texans are not as bad as they we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Not necessarily a good team, but I still think that C.J. Stroud should have been the number one overall pick over Bryce Young. At least that's what we've seen through the first seven weeks of the year. Give me the Texans at minus three. Until Carolina wins a game, I'm just going to fade them. Yeah. Uh, that's that's why you say blind. I was like, I don't know how blind. I see zero wins on the left. Yeah, they and just, six losses on the right. This haven't looked good. I'm sorry. This haven't looked good. Yeah. At all. This haven't looked good at all. Uh, moving on to the Jags at the Steelers. The Steelers are plus two and a half at home. Um, I did not get the line. This is the only game I did not get the over-under on. So I'll get <laughs> that by the end. Oops. On that one, I did. Um, the Steelers are plus two and a half and even money at home. Um, when are people going to stop realizing that when the Steelers are underdogs, just take them? <laughs> the Steelers are underdogs, just take them. Because they're at home. Did we forget that their defense wins games? They literally won the game for the uh, Rams last week. Did we, did we forget that? TJ Watt, nice, really nice defensive player. They're great. Their defense is their fantastic. Their defense is great. And... Can we just acknowledge something really quick? 
Yes. Really quick. Go ahead. Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. Sucks. But I want you to do a little research after we're done. Can you check his stats in the fourth quarter by itself? Okay. The dude turns into a whole different player. I don't like him. I don't like him quarters one through three. But when he's in the fourth quarter, that boy knows where to throw that football. He throws it to 14. That is white. true. He that throws it to true. Pickens. He true. throws it straight to Pickens, and he doesn't think about it. So what I'm going to go with here, this is an ugly game. I like Pittsburgh. Jacksonville's on a three-game winning streak. That high is going to that, – that's got to blow off eventually. No way you're coming off of international game, back to the home game. Uh-uh, uh-uh. The lag is coming somewhere. I'm not saying the Jags are going to have a bad game. I just don't think the Jags are going to cover three points. But you're also getting a short bye week for the Jags, too. Sure. But – so that's – I'm on the Jags here. I just – I don't feel good. I, I wouldn't feel good either way. It's, it's, Pittsburgh's defense is really hard to prepare for. That is not somebody you just want to go play when you need to get right because yeah. the Steelers are not going to just let you get right. Mike Tomlin is – a dog when it comes to defense, and that's what he does. So, I'm sorry. Until the Steelers prove that that defense can be exploited a little bit more, because they have weak spots. I'm not saying they're good on all assets of defense, but T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, that team is good. That defense is loaded right now. They're, they're, they're playing cool. They're playing that's not the good. thing. That's not the thing. We know. We understand that the Steelers' defense is good. But what is the worst unit – out of all four units, it's going to be on this field at all times. Pittsburgh's offense. Pittsburgh's offense. Jaguars' defense, not bad. Good enough. Okay? If they were playing a worse offense than Jacksonville, I would like this two and a half a little bit more. Yeah, I see it. That's the only reason I'm taking the Jags. Because if they give they give Trevor Lawrence some protection yeah. and keep T.J. Watt on the score, backfield. This score will like be 35-10. to 10. I can see it, you know. But I also see uh, 27-24. Something like that, Steelers. Yeah. I see it. Oh, you think Steelers straight up? Yes. Okay. All right. I like it. So, moving on to the Rams at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus 6.5. Minus 108. The over-under is 45. Coming off a bye week. Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to feel that. Yeah, and the Cowboys are just really, really good as favorites. Apparently, mm-hmm. like twenty-one and nine mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Um, and they actually have some players that dudes don't you know. Not a lot of us are going to know their de- their defense. Yeah, their defense is without Trayvon Diggs. It's different. Yeah, they're not they're not going to shut you down in the. They're not game. the same defense that we saw turn the. Giants over 15 times in the first game. That was so crazy. It was ridiculous. But the D- Cowboys defense is still good. They still have Michael Parsons, who is a monster on the edge. But at the end of the day, man, the Rams just aren't that good past... I just think they've been overachieving. They're in. They're supposed to be in rebuild mode, in yeah. my, what I thought. Yeah. Like, their talent in the room, Sean McVay really thinks he's going to go to the playoffs with that team? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Aaron Donald on defense and a bunch of kids. I'm sorry. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, because, I mean, what did I – I thought last week that Nakua and Cup were just going to exploit the Steelers' defense. And, I mean, granted, Nakua still had eight receptions for 154 yards. But Cooper Cup. But they were only able to score 17 points. Like so you, you can have 
you know, between Cup and Nakua, they can both have 30 receptions, 400 yards, but if you can't get in the end zone. And Brett Maher is missing kicks. Right. Sorry. So, yeah, I'll take the six and a half. So, Dre moving on to the Vikings at the Packers. The Packers are plus one and a half at home, minus 120. The over-under is 42 and a half. When are we going to get off the Jordan Love train? <sighs> I'm ready to get off. I can't. But, that, but I'm. This is a tough one. Why? It's a tough one because. Is Green Bay at home? Green Bay is at home. And are the Vikings selling? From everything that we've heard, the Vikings are ready to blow it up. But after that big win against the Niners, this is a big win for them. This could put them in contention to win the NFC. Is that, was that their Super Bowl? Probably. Are they, are they due? And yet the Packers are coming off of a bye. Or no, they, they, just, lost they, to the, lost. they just lost to the Broncos. I'm gonna take the Vikings. I'm, I'm with not. You. I I'm can't. Not, I'm with you. I'm taking Minnesota. I mean, like, I don't want to sound dumb by saying this, but like, Justin Jefferson being out hasn't been as big of a hindrance as it should have been. Can we not talk about that right now? Okay. Jordan Addison absolutely murdered me. He's last been night. great. T.J. Hawkinson has been great. Madison has been decent. Cam Akers is finally getting used to the offense. Their, their defense is starting to, to figure it out. The Vikings were my pick to win the division. They're not going to. But, like you said, they're not dead. They're just not out of it yet. They're now 3-4. and four. Like, there's still, there's still a path. They could easily get one of those wild card spots, make the playoffs. 100%. Kirk Cousins does, has stated he doesn't want to go anywhere. Right. So it's like, listen, he's very well loved in Minnesota. They love him there. So quite I mean, listen, the Lions are only 5-2. and two. They're, only at the, they're only two games behind the Lions now. But, oh, yeah, just so you guys know, don't sell your Lions stock. Just because they got blown out last week, that's tough. You shouldn't have bought it in the first place. But... I'm ready. I'm ready. You better move on. To ride with the Vikings again. I just think that they figured it out. Jordan Addison is becoming a He's fucking stuck. superstar in front of our eyes. So, how good is are the Vikings at picking late round receivers? Very good. Not late round, but like later in the first round. They're just hidden gems. Crazy. They find Crazy. some real good hidden gems. All right. Moving on to the Patriots of the Dolphins. The Dolphins minus nine and a half. The over-under is 46 and a half. I'm going to take the Dolphins here. I just can't see a world where Mac Jones can keep up with this Dolphins offense. Um, I can very easily see this being like a 27-17 kind of game. And I, I just like the Dolphins. I, I, I'm going to take them. Even with Tyreek Hill out, I'm going to take oh, the Dolphins. Oh, no. If they don't have Tyreek Hill, that Dolphins team is it hurts. way different. It, it does hurt. I'm sorry. I. But this game is also in Miami. It's in Miami. I'm cool with that. Um, I'll take the fish as well. I'll take the fish. Because okay. Mac Jones sucks. <laughs> not, yeah, he's not good. He's just not. I was good. trying to give him a backdoor compliment, but I, I couldn't get I couldn't spit it out. I couldn't. 
Right. I mean, he had a he had a decent game against Buffalo, but yeah, like Is we that said, really like really Matt Jones or was that Patriots defense actually? Really yeah, I mean, twenty five for thirty, two hundred seventy two yards, two touchdowns. He didn't throw a pick. He did not throw a pick. That's crazy. He had a pretty solid game. That's crazy. But. Is that going to keep up? I don't think so. I doubt it. No. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Saints at the Colts. The Colts plus one and a half. Minus 120. The over-under is 43 and a half. Um, I'm going as much. I feel like I've been on the Colts a lot this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have. I'm a big fan of Gardner Minshew. Um... But I think, you know, Saints, again, had a little bit of extra time off. I feel like it's not a must-win game, but it's a game where they can't afford to lose. I don't know, man. Give me the Saints. No, you're ta- are you taking the Colts? I'm taking, I'm taking the Saints. Oh, give me the Colts. Okay. After how they played against the Browns, man, I can't. If they can do that against that defense, I don't give a shit what defense they're playing. Throw it. Throw that mug. And Jonathan Taylor is looking like himself again. I get it. Okay, give me the Colts. Are the Colts good? Please don't ask me that. They did just put up 39 points. Please don't ask me that. They just put up 39 points. I don't know the answer to that question. You have been massaging... The nether parts of the Browns' defense this entire season. Then they just got thirty-nine points dropped on on them yeah. by the Colts. It was Minshew Mania time, dude. So again, or thirty-eight points. What? Yeah, thirty-eight points dropped on them. Browns won late. Are the are the Colts a good team? I told you last week. The Colts are stingy. They're stingy. They're stingy as hell. And that's I've been on the Colts this entire time. I love the Colts. They are a decent football team. I can't I can't lie. If they had Richardson right now, holy shit. This team might be a lot better than what we will be giving up credit for. Oh no, man. I think you're taking away well deserved credit from Gardner by saying that. Coming from the guy who likes Baker Mayfield, I will not have these conversations. Minshew's been awesome his entire career. He, his entire career, you do he's realize. regarded as one of the best or one of the best backups in the league, could 100% be a starter in this league. Okay. Might not take you to a Super Bowl. He lost the game last week. But he put up 38 on one of the best defenses ever. He wouldn't have been in the situation if Gardner would have held on to the football the two times he fumbled or the two picks he threw. And he still only lost by a point. Did he lose? So? What do you mean, so? He still had a good game. You know what, Mark? We're not doing this he's, right now. He still no, had a good no, game. No, 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 no. Okay, do, we need to, do I need to remind you that you picked the Colts, and now you're talking shit about them? I, I'm yeah, the thank Colts. you very much. The Colts are at home. How dumb do you look now? Whatever. Give me the Colts. They were at home last week. Shut up. Give me the Colts. Thank you so much. Moving, moving on. <laughs> To the battle of New Jersey, the New York Jets against the New York Giants the that both play in New Jersey. The, the throw up game of the week. I love the under in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I'm going to say. But the Giants are plus three at home, at home, quote unquote, minus 120. 
The over-under is 36 and a half, and I still think it'll go under that number. I am going to take... I'm going to take the Jets. Just, I just don't see... The Giants can't score. They haven't Tyron been... Taylor can score. But he can't. He only put up 14 points against the Commanders. He only put up he only put up nine points against the Bills. But no, but that's okay, yeah, maybe. But like that's comparing like a team that won 90 games and a team that won 89 games. And saying yes. Yes. That's a, yeah, like he has scored a total of 20 something, yeah, 23 points in two games. And now this is the best defense that he's going to face. I just don't. And they're at home. The Jets are at home, even though it's an away game technically. It's going to be a green field. It's going to be green. So give me the Jets. I love the Jets laying the three points. I love the under on this game. Take the Giants. Okay. Thank you for giving me one pick to, to gain on you. I got six wins above you, so that's fine. Right now. Okay, well, give me some analysis of why you're picking the Giants here. I, I need to know a little bit as to why you're taking the Giants. Because I do believe Tyrod Taylor is going to play again, and I think that he gives the Giants the best chance to win. He's uh, just playing better than D. Jones right now. And the day ball is... In what world is he playing better than Daniel Jones? Well, they both suck, Mark. Are you? What do you want me to do here? This is what you've been giving. You've given me Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Flippin' Jones. What the heck am I supposed to do with that? I'm giving the information based on what I got, okay? Can you just get off my back for one second? Look, <laughs> I can understand you taking the Giants. I get that. I want to. Okay, that's fine. But what I'm not going to sit here and let you do is say that Tyrod Taylor is unequivocally playing better than Daniel Jones because that's horse shit and we both know it. It's horse radish, not horse shit. Well, in your case, it's horse shit because to say a dude to say a dude is playing so much better offensively that has put up nine points and fourteen points. It might be the craziest point I think you've made on this show so far. But Daniel Jones asked me how many points he's put up. He's been bad, too. Zero. He's been bad. He has not scored. I get it. So right now, my point seems a little valid until Daniel Jones scores three touchdowns. And then it's invalid. They're both bad. They're they are. Bad. We are I just can't let you say that Tyrod has been playing so much better than Daniel Jones. That's the only thing. That's craziness. Craziness. Okay, Moving on. Again, I'm taking the Jets. He's taking the Giants. Moving on to the Eagles at the Commanders. The Commanders plus six and a half at home, minus 105. The over-under is 43 and a half, uh, juiced to the over. I'm going to take the Commanders. took my pick. The Commanders always play Philly tough. They play Philly tough. The Eagles, I think, put together their best game of the season. Last week, they just signed Kevin Byard too. They did just get Kevin Byard, but they also play the Cowboys next week. So not down so, the- so not only did you have a big emotional win against a team that you know could be a potential Super Bowl rematch, potential. You get a soft game, quote unquote, in the middle, 
and then you get a look-ahead game against the Cowboys. Yeah, I like the six and a half. Me too. Yeah. Because uh, last year, it was the same scenario. They played right. the Cowboys the next week. Crack open a Heineke. Said, I got you guys. Don't worry. That's it. That's all it takes. Does that also, does the fact that the Falcons won this week kind of like suck even more? Because now we're definitely not going to see Heineke for another at least two weeks. Yeah, man. I don't know. Quite frankly, the reason I think we didn't win, we didn't beat the Bucks by more, was because Bijan was sick. Hurt. Cool. Oh, he had headaches. Whatever. He had headaches. Dude, take an aspirin and go sit down. Yeah. And give me three yards. Give me five yards. Give right. me seven yards. Then go sit down again. Right. But that's just me. Selfish fan. No, I mean, it's it's a valid, valid point. Um, moving on to the Browns at the Seahawks. Seahawks minus three and a half. The over-under is 38 and a half. Juiced to the under at minus 115. I don't know how to take – I don't know where to go on this game. The Browns are on the road? Yes. Again? Yes. P.J. Walker starting? That I don't know. P.J. Walker's going to start again. I think Deshaun's going to take this week out to sit to work on that shoulder of his. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Seattle. I think the way they've been rolling, man. Geno Smith, they have a good – they have a decent enough offensive line to try and contain Miles Garrett, but – you know, if he gets going, Mark, he's such an un- immovable object. He's unblockable. Yeah. He's unblockable. So if they can contain Miles Garrett just a little bit, Kenneth Walker can get going, DK if he plays, Tyler if he plays. You know what I mean? Jackson Smith and Jigba finally had his coming out last week. I don't know. I like Seattle. Do you, do you think, even if Deshaun Watson did play, do you even think this line moves off three and a half? No, I don't because Deshaun hasn't played good. He is kind of like, I, I would say PJ Walker is kind of like the poor man version of Deshaun at this point. Yeah, that's a very. And I, would, I don't even know if I'd say the poor man because, like you said, Deshaun has just been kind of shit since he's come back from his suspension. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Deshaun looks like a shell of a, a shell of himself. And granted, he probably still has the athletic ability to compete. Yeah. He's not doing what we saw in Houston. No. Because him and D-Hop. No, those, those days are up. Those days are Those days are well behind Deshaun Watson at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take the Seahawks minus three and a half, too. Um, there was obviously some kinks in that Browns defense that were exposed. And I would assume Pete Carroll can at least. Pete Carroll's a really he's a good coach. coach. He's a good he's coach. A so. Coach. I don't think they'll give up 38 points again. No. But. I see like 21-17. I could see that. That would be that'd get us the cover. Seahawks so yeah. at home. Seahawks at home. Still a big advantage. So, yeah. Seahawks. They signed Frank Clark. Oh, man, we should have gotten that cover by the Cardinals last week, too. That was a late cover that we just lost. But, uh, yeah. Seahawks minus three and a half for myself and Dre. Moving on to the Ravens at the Cardinals. Cardinals plus eight and a half at home. The over-under is 44 and a half. I'll start. I'm just going to take the Ravens. What is one thing that we've said, that I've said at least, that Deshaun Watson can do is run it up on bad teams. The Cardinals have definitely come back down to earth since our first few weeks. Um, even if Kyler does play, which he is a full participant. He's fully practicing. So if he doesn't play this week, a thousand percent, I think he plays next week. 
which I still think is not a good idea. Um, the Cardinals are one and six. Why start Kylo Murray? Um, to showcase him for next year, to get him a trade suitor. Yeah, the only reason I'm playing Kyler is if I fully intend on trading him. Because if he is truly your franchise quarterback. If he was, yeah. they wouldn't start. They wouldn't they would leave him on the list forever. Right. They would say, Hey, you're taking this year off. You don't you're need done. to play. You're done. We're gonna be one and seven after this week. <laughs> We're gonna be one and seven after we play the Raiders. Yeah. You, you would need to come in and run the table. You'd win to win, need to win ten straight games, nine straight games, to even sniff the playoffs. And you might not even make it then. Even then. Because the Rams are playing better than we thought they would. The Seahawks are playing decently right now. You got the Vikings, you got the Lions, yeah. you got everybody trying to get their way up there. So yeah, I, I just this seems like a classic Raven uh, Lamar beats up on a bad team game to me. Buda Baker is is healthy again. I mean, he played last week. He played a really good game, but I just can't see you know the Cardinals defense and offense, for that matter, being able to keep up with Lamar. I think the Ravens are starting to show their teeth a little bit. They're starting to show you that they're a team to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. Lamar is playing out of his mind. He's not playing to not get hurt anymore. He's got his money. He's got his, long, he's got his longevity. He's got good weapons around him. He's got a good coach. He's got a good offensive coordinator. Now it's time to take off the wheels. So me, me personally, I don't know. I, I super locked the Lions last week. That's the craziest part. Like, I super locked them because I was so sure that Lamar would have a struggle, would struggle against them. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, uh, I read a stat from uh, Colin Cowherd, and he, was, he had said that NFC teams against Lamar, the first time they see him, are, he's 16-1. and one. Against the NFC teams, like if they meet a team, see him for the first time. Lamar Jackson, sixteen and one. Right. When you say the first time, like they're playing against Lamar for the first time, and they're in the NFC because usually the Cardinals never played Lamar. I don't know. Oh, you're the you're the Cardinals expert. I was just going off of what he said. I don't know if that's actually really factual or not, but there's still something interesting to think about. Like he, Lamar is really hard to prepare for. You don't have a player who does what he does. Emulates, but you know the way he's playing this year, man. Yeah, you got to rock these ravines. Yeah, and I'm and I'm again. I'm like I'm back on. I hope the Cardinals lose every game for the rest of the year. Yeah, now that yeah, now that the Bears won a game, another game, they can just lose. They're two and five. They they're two and five now. The Panthers. I mean, they just have to outsuck the Panthers, which might be really hard to do. It's the really rest hard. Of the they're going to be getting another quarterback. They're terrible. They're no, they're not. No, they're not. They're not going Bryce Young one and then taking another quarterback. The thing is, that's not even their pick. Oh, it's the, it's the Bears. Chicago. Yeah, so they can't take a quarterback anyway. They're they're locked in with Bryce Young for a little while at least. Um, so, yeah, Ravens for me. Are you taking the Ravens? Yeah. Can you give an official pick? Nope, I'm with the Ravens. Okay. Mark Andrews, two touchdowns. Let's go. Mm, that's a good bet. That's probably juice pretty high, too. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on. Bengals at the 49ers. 
Foyter, Forder, the 49ers. What the heck are you saying, bro? Three and a half at home, minus 105. The over-unders, 43 and a half. Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. Does not look like he's going to play this week. Um, crazy enough, that doesn't make a big difference for me. Still taking the Niners? No. Taking the Bengals? I think so. I'm taking the Niners. Tell me, tell me why I need to take the Niners over the Bengals, because I feel like I can be persuaded here. Because um, coming off a game where they kind of they had it in the bag, man. They had an opportunity to win. They are still loaded up on offense. They still have a lot of pieces out there. Sam Darnold really throws a good football. He's going to sling it around to Ayuk and Jennings and McCaffrey. And I don't think Debo is going to play this week. But I do think Trent Williams is going to come back. Having a security blanket on the left side uh, at your left tackle makes McCaffrey's life a hell of a lot easier. Bosa's kind of sucked this year. Bosa has not been very not good. Been very good but I think we're, we're ready for a Nick Bosa, hey, you got your bag. It's time to see like what you're worth. You know what I mean? Time to get a time to get up out of here. And they're really the Bengals are Jamar Chase dependent right now. Eleven plus targets in the last couple of games. I don't know if that's sustainable. Yes, he's always open, but T. Higgins has gotta get going. Tyler Boyd gotta get going. Otherwise, Joe Burrow is just gonna be throwing it to Jamar Chase all day. And all you gotta do is just shame him. Give me another give me a safety over the top. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the Bengals offense is ready to turn the corner a little bit. Um and I think I mean we've seen it. They're coming uh, they are coming off of a bye week, so you're just giving uh Joe Burrow and T. Higgins another week to get healthy. Mm-hmm. I I mean I don't want to say he's past it, but it looks like Burrow is pretty clear of that calf injury at this point. Yeah, he's ready. So, I'm going to take Joe Burrow. It's more taking Joe Burrow over Sam Darnold more than the Bengals over the 49ers, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I just I'll take the Bengals. I like getting three and a half with a better quarterback anytime. So... Moving on to the Chiefs at the Broncos. The Broncos plus 7.5 at home. The over-under is 46.5. Juice to the under at minus 115. I am going to blindly take the Chiefs. I'm done saying that their offense isn't as good as they were a year ago. Because I'm done. I'm over it. Done. Taking the Chiefs. Broncos suck. End of story. That's it. Any more analysis than that? Mm -mm. Okay. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, lovely. That's couple. all you need to know. Lovely couple. As long as they're a couple, the Chiefs will never lose another game. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs and the NFL apparently can't afford that union to split up. I love it. It's making my fantasy team look really good right now. I hate it. Travis Kelsey. I, I'd still be pissed if I was a Chiefs fan because like that's the only reason people are talking. Not that they're five and one or six and one or whatever they are. They don't care about that. It's Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Forget the football. That's all anyone We're only here for Swift. That's it. We're only here for the Swift. I'd be so mad if I was a Chiefs fan. Whatever, man. Get over it. You're winning Super Bowls. Shut up. That's what I would tell a Chiefs fan. Shut up. Get over it. That's actually exactly what I would tell a Chiefs fan. Get over it, dude. You're in the AFC Championship. What is the AFC Championship known as right now? The Mahomes Invitation. I know. It's so annoying. Come on, man. It's the Arrowhead Invitation. Chiefs fans are so annoying. Anyway. Get over it. Bears... 
at the Chargers. Sunday night football. The Chargers are minus 8.5, minus 120. The over-under is 46.5. Give me the Chargers. Give me the Bears. I the Chargers. love the Bears this week. Give me the Chargers. Why? The Bears suck. So do the Chargers. Know. You know how many wins the Bears have? Two. You know how many wins the Chargers have? Two. Right. So you're And you're asking me to lay eight and a half Super Rocket. If you really win it, super lock it. If you really I win just it, might. <laughs> if you really I haven't won a, I haven't won a super lock yet. Me neither. So <laughs> it's well, I fine. Won one. Yeah. I won one. It's fine. So at this point my super locks just take exact opposite of what yep. I'm gonna do. Same. But anyway, the Bears looks good. Badgett, bad Baguette, whatever his name is. He looks good. He put up I mean they beat the Raiders by 18 points. Cool. That's not hard. That's not easy to do. I bet. Sounds good. The Chargers can't do not anything. They can't play defense. Okay. They can't play offense. Okay. So you're asking me to lay eight and a half points? You start off the game 9-0. Have fun. Okay. That's the gonna give me that ball. Watch. Okay. Khalil Mack, three and a half sacks. The Chargers don't force turnovers. Okay. They, they don't get to the quarterback. I need you to check the stats on that. I would love to. I will later. They are literally one of the leading teams in stats. Like, cool. You still only have two wins. So it's fine, but that's just to your point, they do get to the quarterback. They're, I okay. think they're number three. Okay. Anyway, Bears plus eight and a half. Chargers minus eight and a half, please. But why? Tell me, tell me why I should lay eight. If I'm a listener at home, I don't know which way to take this game. I've been watching the Chargers. I take the better quarterback at home with the better weapons around him. He's better. You better move on before we end up in an argument. And I, you, <laughs> we might not be friends. <laughs> you better move hey, the hell on. Hey, hey. I don't want to hear it. Guess who was one to know last week? Quiet. <laughs> Guess who was Quiet. I'm not doing this. And guess who's lost this? Guess who's Lost his last two games. Guess he's... <laughs> Bears for me. Chargers for Dre. Monday night right. football. Uh, the Raiders at the Lions. Lions minus 8.5 at home. The over-under is 45.5. Juice to the over at minus 115. I'm going to take the Lions. The, the Lions? The Lions. I don't know. See, it's Detroit a Detroit burned me last week, man. They, I super locked them last week, and yeah. they got the Raiders in a smash spot again. Are they at home? The Lions are at home. At Ford Field? When was yes. the last time we've seen Monday Night Football in Detroit? Last time I've watched the a only, Detroit game. The only time I see Detroit on prime time is Thanksgiving. That's a fact. That's like literally the that's only time fact. I care to watch them. No, that's good. This is good. I'm going to take Detroit as well. Okay. I don't know who's starting that. Is Jimmy Garoppolo coming back? I don't know. Really it think sounds it like it, but yeah, I don't really yeah. think it matters. As I'm long sorry. as Josh McDaniels is the head coach, yep. I don't think it matters. I think he's just meant to be an offensive coordinator. Hey, dude, what are you he doing? He stinks. He stinks. He like an onion. He smells. You know who his quarterback should be? Tom Brady. Justin Herbert. Ew. Because they could stink together. They could stink together. They could stink together. But they then Justin be Herbert would thrive in the system. Massively overrated make, together. No, he would thrive in the system. 
make his system look better and Josh McDaniels would get another head coaching job. I don't think we want to do that. I say you let them both burn. I don't think I the system that Justin Herbert is in right now is built for him to thrive. Yes. And he can't do it. He's he missing, can't thrive. Right now he's missing throws. He's overthrown Keenan Allen for touchdowns three separate occasions I've seen. Three. But it's, and, and not only just like, you know, middle of the game. But no. you still can't name me. I already seven did. Seven quarterbacks. Oh, don't do that. Game. Actually, yeah, I can. No, you can't. Throw Badgen in there now. Okay. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> You want to piss me off? Uh, That's the way to do hey, it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm getting out of here. Folks. Super long no, no, I am. No. I am taking. I quit. The Jets. Jets are my super lock this week. All that crap you talk. All that mess you said. You're taking the Jets. I like the Jets. Take the Bears. No. You like the Bears? No, because so I like the Jets the more. I like the Jets more. I don't like you right now. Good. Don't. I'm locking it. But in. I would put the I will put the Bears on a teaser. I will put the Bears on a teaser. Whatever. <laughs> I will take the Colts. Colts. Colts plus one and a half on the tease or on the for the super lock. So if I were you guys, I would 100 percent take, take the, the Saints. Saints and the Giants. <laughs> Let's make some money. All right. So moving in to. My five-team six-point teaser. Will you write this down for me, Because we always forget to do that, and I never know. All right. So, first of all, first leg of a five-team six-point teaser. We're going to take the Bucks, and we're going to take them up to 14 and a half points. I am going to also take – let's see here. I'm going to take the Cowboys. We're going to tease them down to minus half a point. We are going to take the Vikings, and we're going to take them up to plus seven and a half. We are going to go with the Ravens, and we are going to tease them down to plus or minus two and a half. Excuse me. What do I have? Four teams right there? Yes. And even though... Uh, I actually want to take more take teams because I like the Bengals up to bears. I like the Bengals up to nine and a half. I like the Chiefs down to minus one and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs down to minus one and a half. Still don't see the Bears. I honestly, if you want to get crazier with it, that's my first five that I like. But if you want to get crazier with it. Take the Bengals up to nine and a half. And then, yes, take the Bears up to 14 and a half. But my official, my official five-leg parlay is the Bucks 14 and a half, Cowboys minus one and a half, Vikings plus seven and a half, the Ravens minus two and a half, and the Chiefs minus one and a half. That does it for us this week. Thank God, man. This guy thank, has thank killing guys. me the last thank you 20 guys. minutes. Thank man. you guys for listening. Uh, we will come back next week when the Chargers ultimately lose straight up to the Bears. And I cannot wait to see what you have to say. I'm going to be here. Can we bet on that right now? No. Come on. No. Oh, you're scared. I'm not. You're scared to bet me straight up an eight and a half point favorite? Yeah. I, see? 
So that should tell you guys everything you need to know. Thank you for listening as always. Let's win some money. Send help my way. Get back on the horse. This is co-host in distress. (laughs) Bulls. Yes, man. For listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you later.